Good afternoon. Happy hump day. Thank you for joining us here on the BetUS MBA show. Alongside Chris Farley and Alex Christensen, I'm Kate Constable. Gentlemen, time to get out the brooms because we had a clean sweep yesterday. Eight for eight. Bucks covered a big number. Kings finally got a win and covered. And the Knicks covered as well. So great day for us all around. Chris, How'd it feel to, to finally have a winning day for everyone? Oh, it was awesome. And and I capitalized on that Kings pick too, which, you know, my my Thunder over hit and the Kings hit. So it doesn't get much better than that. Two two bets that are kind of hedging each other in the same game. So glad I didn't let the team down after your great performance on Monday, guys. Let's keep it rolling. And Alex, day didn't go quite your way yesterday. Should we talk about it? Do you need to get some feelings out? I did realize I won one bet. I forgot I bet on the Knicks. So I didn't lose every bet I made yesterday. <laughs> but let's just say for the uh, viewing public, it was good I took yesterday off. <laughs> well, today we'll get a couple more wins in that uh, win column here. Start things off by looking at our overall record. And I said it yesterday, but Chris, I'm still coming for you. I'm only one <laughs> win behind you. Although anytime I get a couple wins, it seems you do as well. Alex, you're still doing great. 41 and 36. Josh is back to 500. Overall, 179, 148. Kick things off today with the Pacers and the Hornets. Hornets are in Indianapolis tonight, where the Pacers are a three and a half point favorite. This total is set at 227. This is the third meeting between these two teams. The Hornets won both games by a combined four points. So very close games between these two teams. Both of those games were also played in Charlotte. Tonight's game in Indiana. Chris, you like the Pacers team total over 115 and a half in this one. Tell us why that is. Yeah, I do. I was hoping it would be closer to 114, but I, I, st I still really like it. I mean, these... The Charlotte Hornets team with their incredibly bad defense, uh, every now and then they show up. But we know P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges are out today. So, you know, whatever semblance of a defense they have, they, they're they probably some of their better contributors on that end of the floor. So those are fairly big losses. And, you know, when Charlotte loses, this team loses by margin, and it's almost always because of their defense. And their last seven losses is kind of a crazy stat. The Hornets have allowed their opponents to score over 120 points per game in those games. So, you know, nothing new, nothing shocking, because we know the Hornets are, are pretty darn bad on defense, but uh, that is how they lose. And the Pacers are projected to win this game, and I agree with that. And the Pacers are very healthy right now. I mean, they're not totally healthy, but they're a lot healthier than most teams. Sabonis still producing at a very high level, even with all that trade talk in the background. Uh, Chris Lavert has been really solid. Chris Duarte uh, having a great rookie season there, playing under 30 minutes and averaging 13 points per game. This is just, this is a talented Pacers offense, especially when they're fluid. The Charlotte Hornets like to play at pace, and I think that's only going to cultivate Indiana's offense in this one. You know, Indiana, not the best defense, but they are pretty disciplined. They can prevent assists. They prevent assists and then field goals made. They're one of the best teams in the NBA at that. Uh, you know, and the Hornets also, they they beat the Pacers twice already this season. Uh, I'm pretty sure both of those games were in Charlotte, so... You know, those were games where the Hornets defended the paint really well, but I don't think that's going to be the case in this one. Sabonis has been playing really well. I think he has his way in this game throughout the game. Uh, I have the Pacers at minus five and a half, but I would rather take a team total here because why not against an incredibly bad Hornets defense? Maybe they show up tonight, but I'm more willing to trust 
that Pacers offense will actually show up and show some chemistry. The totals in those first two games, the first one was 245, the second one 239. Alex, when you hear Chris taking a Pacers team total over, does this make you want to take the full game over as well? Well, it just warms my heart to hear him take a team total instead of a spread. It just (laughs) makes me proud, so I'm going to take a minute. But yes, I I like the over here in this matchup tonight. I think that, you know, overall, the Charlotte Hornets are are actually kind of undervalued at this point. Um, With Chris here, I think we're going to see a lot of points. I like the Pacers to score a lot of points. But, you know, there's a a screenshot of a DM that I sent. It's very profanity laden about the Pacers that floats around. And and I don't really really bet on them anymore as a result of, you know, some past performances, if you will. So I think the team total over is a nice look here. But, you know, everything that I looked at kind of had this on my numbers. I'm a little curious to see how things go without Malcolm Brogdon tonight. He's questionable. And even somebody like TJ McConnell is kind of a nice person off the bench to drive pace. So a little hard for me to wrap my head around this game. But I think Chris is barking up the right tree. I've seen that screenshot of the tweet. And I'm not surprised based on the content of that, that you're not betting on this game at all or the Pacers at all in the last couple of weeks, months season. So Chris is the only one with the play in this game. He's taking Pacers team total over 115 and a half. The Lakers earned a win yesterday, snapped their five-game win streak. Tonight they take on the Grizzlies in Memphis. Grizzlies are a six-point favorite. This total sitting at 226. The Lakers got the one the win last night over the Rockets. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook both had triple doubles. LeBron also reached 36,000 points, joining Karl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the only players in NBA history to have at least 36,000. Grizzlies are coming off of a buzzer-beating win over the Suns on Monday, so possibly a little bit of a letdown spot for the Grizzlies. But Alex, against this Lakers team who has really struggled outside of last night, Grizzlies are probably the safe play. Am I right? I like this spot a lot for the Grizzlies. I think that uh, Memphis is back to full strength. We've got John Morant. Just about everybody has gone through health and safety protocols. This is a deep team. It's a really talented team. They're going to play a Lakers team tonight. It's at the last game of a road trip for them. The Lakers continue to struggle. You know, no Anthony Davis, it looks like, tonight. I will say the only thing kind of in the Lakers' positive category for me is it seems like Vogel and the coaching staff are starting to finally move things around here. And we've seen LeBron James play a lot at the five, which I think is actually probably their only chance of unlocking, you know, above average basketball. The Lakers have just struggled all year. We're looking at a really thin roster here. And I think the Grizzlies, you know, are going to be able to take advantage not only in the starting lineup, but once that bench unit comes in, the Grizzlies are much deeper. This just looks like an awesome spot for Memphis tonight. I have them almost double digit favorites myself. Chris, where do you have this number? Yeah, I actually have Memphis at minus eight and a half. So glad, you know, happy to take Memphis in this one. And, you know, kudos to LeBron and everything he did last night. Uh, LeBron is LeBron. I mean, he can he can almost do it all. He can play at any any position. But like you said yesterday on the show, Katie, probably has to do a little too much for this Lakers team for them to win. I mean, that was a that was a game where LeBron played 39 minutes. Russell Westbrook played 35. Uh, you know, a lot of points scored in that game. They could not stop the Rockets offense, right? That's, that's not something you're going to see on social media. But... They allowed 56 points in the paint to the Houston Rockets last night. Yikes. The Memphis Grizzlies are second best in the NBA. They've been first for a long time, and probably the fact that they're not first now is because John Morant was out for a little while. But they are going to attack that paint. Uh, it works for this team. They're one of the best in the NBA to do it. 
think John Moran has a big night. You know, the Memphis has the ingredients, I think, to go on a run here. I mean, they just beat the Suns in a really tough finish there. John Moran finishing off that game for them, and the Grizzlies were ahead for most of that game. Really, the Suns were lucky to be in that game at the end of it. You know, beat the Kings before that. They were a little clumsy before that when John Moran first came back, but this is a confident team right now. They know they're a good team. I think they're way better than the Lakers. I mean, we have, you know, the Lakers beat the Grizzlies at the very start of the season, but that was a weird game where Carmelo Anthony scored 28 points. You know, I mean, this is a Lakers team that's still very depleted. They have to move things around. They just played last night. Uh, I, I think this could be a blowout on the Memphis side, and I also love the spot for the Grizzlies. I, I expect them to win with by some margin here. I'm with you guys. I like the Grizzlies in this one, too. LeBron, everything he's done is fantastic, but he is playing so many minutes. And at his age, that's going to have a wear and tear on him, especially in a back-to-back game. He's played the second most minutes per game in the league, 37.1. That's a lot. The Grizzlies also lead the league in steals, 10 a game. They have six players that average at least one steal per game. And the the Lakers rank 28th in turnovers with 15 per game. So the Grizzlies are going to be aggressive, scrappy, try to force turnovers, and the Lakers are going to give up the ball quite a bit. So I like the Grizzlies in this one. I'm with you guys taking them minus six. Moving on to the Utah Jazz in Portland tonight, taking on the Blazers. Jazz are a seven and a half point favorite on the road, still sitting at 228 and a half. The Blazers have only won three of their last 15 games. The Jazz have won four of their last five, but they've been struggling to cover lately. Jazz won last time between these two teams, though, 129-107. Chris, despite their struggles to cover as of late, the Jazz are are probably the, the right pick in this one. I think so. You know, Portland has a little more success at home, but... Like Alex pointed out in the notes before this game, this this line is wrong. Uh, this line should—I mean, it should be—it should be more on the side of the Jazz. I have the Jazz at minus nine and a half here. Uh, the Trailblazers are down quite a few big men in this one. There, at least four that I can count: uh, Zeller, Nurkic, Covington, and Blevins, all out in this one. Good luck stopping Rudy Gobert down low. Uh, good luck for those going into the paint and trying to feed off of those big men. Uh, you know, the Jazz, for, for all their recent woes, I know that you've been frustrated with them, Kate, uh, but I think this is this is a good spot for them to cover. This is still the number one rated offense in the NBA. They can score in so many different ways. Uh, you know, I, I just think against this Blazers defense, who we all know allows some of the most points in the NBA, they're one of the least efficient defenses in the NBA. Uh, this would have to be one of the biggest games of Lillard's life, I think, to pull this off. C.J. McCollum continues to be a huge loss for this team. You know, he, he he is the number two guy there when Lillard is a little bit off. And now you got some big men missing. Again, I have this line of minus nine and a half. Uh, a lot of favorites that we're supporting here, so that gets a little scary. But I, I still think that we're on the right side. The Jazz are just a much, much better team than the Trailblazers. Now, Alex, you like the Jazz in this one as well. Yeah, it's, you know, a lot of what Chris echoed and, and what I talked about, honestly, last time I bet against the Blazers, um, it was the game against the Mavericks. You know, it's a cluster injury. It's this kind of thing that happens, honestly, mostly in the NFL. We haven't had a period in the NBA where we've just wiped out a team's guards or wings or centers or whatever. And, and that's kind of what we're experiencing in Portland here. And they're just going to keep getting abused by teams that can create extra possessions through offensive rebounding and things like that. The Mavericks basically annihilated them the other night. I think this is going to look 
very similar. The Jazz play a little bit slower on the road, so you know the pace isn't going to be too high, which is why I avoided maybe a team total over something like that. But I expect them to really be able to put one on here against a Portland team that's really thin overall, not only at center. And to your guys' point, not being able to guard bigs, Rudy Gobert last time out against the Blazers at 21 points, 16 rebounds. The Jazz were a team high plus 29 when he was on the floor in that game. So if that happens again tonight, which it looks like it's going to based on all the players that Portland has out, it's a very good sign for you guys. I've still just been struggling to bet the Jazz because they have burned me so much within the last <laughs> even just a week. So I'm going to just sit sit back and, and watch this one. Hopefully watch you guys get the win, taking Jazz minus seven and a half. The Dallas Mavericks are in Sacramento tonight playing the Kings. Mavs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. This total sitting at 220. This is the third game of a five-game road trip for Dallas. They play the Kings tonight, and then these two teams play again on Friday before Dallas finishes up the trip in OKC. The Kings played last night. They beat the Thunder at home, so back-to-back for them. They bounced back really nicely, though, after getting called out for not playing hard against the Grizzlies on Sunday. So we'll see if they can have an, a repeat performance of last night's effort. Alex, despite um, Alvin Gentry calling them out and them having a good bounce back last night, you still like the Mavs minus two and a half in this one. Why is that? Very clever move by Mr. Gentry to call the team out before a game against Oklahoma City, as opposed to, <laughs> you know, before tonight in this little two-game series. The Kings continue to struggle, not only with, you know, getting enough bodies on the floor, they're just themselves getting through kind of their run of COVID and health and safety protocols for everybody, if you will. But overall, just the identity of the team. De'Aaron Fox has been a negative this year. It's been hard for them to find minutes for guys like Davion Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton. You know, we fired the coach already. It, the place is just an absolute mess. And coming into town as a Dallas Mavericks team that I think is being underrated without Luka Doncic. I mean, Luka Doncic is great. They're absolutely better without Luka Doncic. I'm sorry, better with Luka Doncic. But without him, they have an identity. You know, with, with, with him off the floor, they're now taking advantage of having a lot of big men. You know, honestly, I think they kind of look at what Cleveland did and went, all right, let's just be big and play defense and, and see what happens every night. They the turnover rate's way down for them. The offensive rebounding rate is way up. That's giving them a ton of extra possessions a night. And, you know, as stupid as it sounds, every time you have the ball, the other team doesn't. That's more opportunities for you to score and less for them. And, and the Mavericks are doing a great job. The matchup looks great to me. As I look at my numbers, I have them a four, almost five-point favorite as I tweak some stuff. You know, the more I focus on recent play, the better it looks for the Mavericks here. So I um, was able to grab them this morning at a little better number. But even at two and a half right now, I'm fine with this app, even till three. I agree with you, Alex. I like the Mavs at minus two and a half in this one. Porzingis has been fantastic as of late. He had a season high 34 points against the Blazers on Monday. Mavs have just been really great at covering lately as well. 10 and 7 uh, against the spread away from home this season, whereas the Kings 2 and 4 on a back to back, 4 and 7 against the spread as home underdogs. So, I think the Kings had a great night last night, good performance for them, but I don't think that's going to continue. They've been called out by their coach multiple times this year. They have a great bounce back game, and then going forward, they revert back to some of their old ways. And I think on the back end of a back-to-back, when they're tired, I think that'll be a lot of the same story again tonight. So I'm with you. I'm taking the Mavs minus two and a half. Chris, any thoughts on this one? Total side? 
Well, I have this number at around minus three and a half, but I could, I'm probably going to put a small play on this and tell you guys again, just like I did last night and that worked out for me. So thank, thanks for making me even more money. But uh, yeah, you know, as a sports better, you, one of the things that we love is just to be right, right? Like you, you want to be right as a sports better. You have to enjoy being right. And I, I got a feeling like I was pretty right about the Sacramento Kings last night. They won, but they allowed 111 points to the Oklahoma City Thunder, a tired Oklahoma City Thunder team. Uh, and, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is out of this game tonight. Uh, at least that's what I saw. So that's not great with Donkic out, too. But uh, the Mavericks have a ton of scoring ability on this team. I mean, Jalen Brunson has been playing very aggressive. He's been really good. Persingas, love him or hate him, still has one of the best big men strokes in the league. You know, Finney Smith is a consistent contributor. This is a really solid offensive team. They have a lot to make up for on defense, for sure. But the Kings got to be a little tired, maybe after that spirited game last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder, but they were ready to win that at least. Uh, so I just, I, you know, I, I think that Dallas is the right side here. The Kings still have so many problems on defense. And it is an interesting case study uh, when a, a team star goes out, how that team kind of compensates or overcompensates, but they end up playing a lot better than they're used to. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Dallas Mavericks team when Dockage returns. But for now, I, I, I agree with Alice. I think this is kind of a team that's learning how to win in different ways, and that's a good thing for an NBA franchise. And it looks like Reggie Bullock might be back tonight for the Mavs, um, which would be a great sign. So mm. that might even be um, a little bit more of a factor in the Mavs uh, winning this one tonight. But Alex and I both take in them minus two and a half. Questions? How about the Thunder versus the Suns tonight. Maybe some Devin Booker props. These two teams played right before Christmas. I believe that Phoenix was a 15-point favorite and just barely failed to cover. I don't believe they did. But 14-point favorite tonight. Any thoughts on this one? Uh, go ahead, Chris. Chris. <laughs> We're just so nice to each it. other on the show. <laughs> uh, I, I have a small play in the Suns. Uh, you know, obviously this is an inflated line, but uh, the Thunder after playing last night, you know, the Suns almost came back, as we referenced earlier, and beat the Grizzlies a few days ago. You know, so they it had that surge at the end of the game. I like that to continue into this game. Maybe a first quarter or a first half bet is a good way to look to in this one. And th I mean, again, power rating disparity doesn't get much wider than the Suns versus the Thunder. They deserve to have this line they're still at home and i think this is kind of a you know we've lost two in a row let's really show out in this one so i do like the signs i wouldn't put too much on it because it's such a huge line but i definitely lean and i put a small play on it yeah it looked like an under spot for me i actually grabbed a first quarter under here at 56 um not sure the full game number was a little closer to what i had but both of these teams have come out and started slow you know phoenix night tonight is a good defensive team without deandre ayton an even better defensive team so i think unders are probably the way to go and I actually did play a first quarter under here and phoenix is also without jay crowder also without monty williams who in that uh, memphis game kind of proved that he is a very valuable piece of that team. Not that that was a surprise to anyone. He won Coach of the Year last year. Um, but Monty Williams is is part of the Suns' very their success this season. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, okay, let's take a look at our best bets for today. And I do just want to say, yesterday we were all wearing red and every bet hit. Today we're all wearing black. Hopefully more of the same couple um, bets on the Grizzlies tonight, couple on the Mavs, the Jazz, 
at least uh, we're all in agreement with each other on a lot of these picks. That's a very good sign. Chris also taking the Pacers team total over 115 and a half. Well, gentlemen, that is all we have for today. Let's hope for another similar night just like last night. And uh, happy betting. We'll see you all tomorrow.